Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun. It's our weekly podcast featuring in-depth interviews with experts from AccuWeather and from around the world bringing you behind-the-scenes information, stories, and news on the weather, climate change, and the outdoors, covering topics from the worlds of science, sports, and space. It's all the information you need to weatherproof your life. And now, here's the host of Everything Under the Sun, AccuWeather meteorologist, Dean DeVore. Friends, welcome into Episode 6 of our summer series of Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com, recording this from a very nice spot. I'm at my vacation home, the one that my partner Joel and I come to every year up in Provincetown, Massachusetts, uh, renting for a little bit longer than a week this year, almost two weeks because of the timing of the Macy's 4th of July fireworks. And I'll have some words on that coming up in our second segment here this afternoon about how the Macy's fireworks went and some other issues too as we really kind of make this episode a, a two-week episode for Everything Under the Sun. A uh, little bit of a talk about something that is certainly forefront in my mind coming up into New England as I was making the final preparations for the trip, all the uh, stories about the increased amount of shark migration this year and all the encounters that we're seeing. And we just had a story about a recent one yesterday as this podcast drops on Friday. We'll talk about that coming up with Dr. Stephen Caggiora, one of our frequent guests here on Everything Under the Sun, and we'll get you ready for the weather for the week and a couple of weeks beyond. Friends, sit back and relax. It's time to talk about everything under the sun from AccuWeather.com. As we were putting the final touches on this preparations for this trip, the stories started coming out about increased warnings by officials and biologists that this year's shark migration could be one of the biggest and most intense ever. And we're already seeing signs of that. Just uh, as I mentioned yesterday, this podcast is dropping on Friday, July 8th. Yesterday, uh, an attack on a lifeguard on Fire Island, prompting warnings there going into the weekend for increased shark activity off the Atlantic beaches. And there's been sightings here in the Cape Cod area over the last couple of weeks and encounters and bites as well. So want to get the latest information to you about what the status is of that with an expert that we've uh, come to know and trust and use uh, quite frequently here on Everything Under the Sun. His name is Dr. Stephen Kajiora. He is with Florida Atlantic University, and he's an expert on shark migration and their behaviors and gives you some information on how you can think about protecting yourselves and others, your family and friends, as if uh, you're up along the eastern part of the northeast, especially right now. And not only there, but other parts of the country, as you'll hear, is the shark migrations that we've heard about and the encounters on the California side of the west coast of the country have certainly increased over the last couple of years. And not only the great white shark situation, but the black tip sharks are becoming more uh, aggressive as well. So let's uh, check in with Dr. Stephen Kajiora about the shark situation here along the northeast part of the united states as we go into the next couple of weeks Stephen, it's great to talk to you again uh we're looking at uh these numbers of shark sightings skyrocketing of course uh, just as i come on to cape cod here and 
spend time in lovely Provincetown. Just had a couple of uh, reports again over the July 4th weekend of sightings here. I saw in the last couple of days uh, a sighting and an encounter, actually a, a bite situation on Long Island and Florida. And then I think we had a couple of fatalities in Egypt I just read about this morning with a shark attack. So sharks and their migration and their impact to people certainly in the news right now, Dr. Kajiora. Yeah, that's right. It's the summertime. People are going to the beach and there's necessarily going to be more encounters at this time of year. When you look at it again, I don't, is, is it that we're seeing increased numbers over the last years uh, since we've been talking here on this podcast in terms of numbers sure. of sharks? Uh, is that the number that's going up? Or is the encounter numbers going up because of external factors? Well, there's actually a couple of different factors coming into play. Number one, you're right. There are more sharks out there. And it's basically rebounding, starting to rebound back to historic levels. You know, shark populations have been fished down and, you know, depressed for literally decades now. And so the fact that we're starting to see more sharks is a good thing. It means that we're getting back up to the levels that there should be in the environment. But when you couple the fact that you've got more sharks out there with the fact that you also have more people visiting the beach or human population continues to grow, more people continue to vacation on the beach, you're necessarily going to increase both of these factors and thus end up with uh, an increased probability of encounter. So the other thing that's really helping out right now is technology. Um, We have an app that uh, was pointed to, I was pointing to in the direction up here called Sharktivity. I think it's run by folks here in Cape Cod. So it's keeping track of uh, the sightings in the area and, uh, you know, the amazing technology with drones and all the cameras that we have. It's great that we have this technology that enables us to monitor these animals. Um, You know, just years ago, we didn't have things like drones that could enable us to see where the sharks are. But now that we have this, not only are we able to track the locations of these animals, but we're able to disseminate that information broadly uh, with apps and with our real-time updates, beachgoers are able to see in real time where the sharks have been and gauge whether they want to go to the beach that day or want to go to a different beach that day. And so I think the advent of all of this technology has been nothing but a boon and enabled us to be a little more safe when it comes to going to the beach. I think obviously you cannot be a replacement for uh, you know listening when you're at the beach, the lifeguards, because I think that now in some of these shark prone areas has become as much of a job as the lifeguards and the folks protecting you from drowning, but also keeping aware and keeping an eye on the waters for sharks. So they have double duty now in some of these areas. Right. And I think the important role for the lifeguards, like you said, is not only protecting people from drowning, but also uh, informing the public as to what's happening. The lifeguards are out there all day, every day. They see the conditions. They know what's uh, going on in the waters. And they're the, the best source for information. I, and I'll also point out that, you know, remember that the probability of being bitten by a shark is still vanishingly small. Despite the fact that you still have more sharks in the water, more people going to the beach, the number of people who actually are bitten is very small compared to maybe the number of people who drown. There you've got a, you know, much more likely that you're going to drown when you go to the beach than you are to be bitten by a shark. I'm not sure that's really <laughs> comforting at all. No, I understand what you're saying. You know, it's uh, it is a low probability. And, you know, in all this, the only way you can prevent being bitten or attacked by a shark is to stay on shore. But I don't think in fact, I just read 
the young lady who uh, apparently is going to lose her leg from the one of those recent attacks it was telling people don't fear the water keep going back in that, that this was just a a once in a situation event that uh, and and she was trying to reassure others not to be terrified of the water because of the situation that's remarkably brave of her and you know it it really speaks to the dedication of this person that she's so you know so enamored by being in the water that she's willing to be a spokesperson and and recognizes the fact that this is such a rare occurrence that it's unlikely to you know happen very frequently at all We've been talking a lot about the East Coast, Dr. Kadiora, but uh, you and I have also talked about, I think one of the first times that we talked was because of the increase on the western side of the country. Uh, California was seeing a lot of shark uh, uh, encounters and attacks. How's that? How are those numbers going on so far this year over there? I haven't heard as much about the eastern side or the western side of the country this year. Sure. I think, again, the uh, the same issues arise. We've been seeing an increase in the population of sharks, and, and that's partly driven by the increase in the population of the marine mammals upon which they're feeding the seals and sea lions. And as those populations continue to rebound, it provides more food for these top-level predators, and their numbers continue to increase. It's, it's maybe difficult for people to understand, but it really is a good sign when you see lots of top-level predators. It means that you have a healthy ecosystem. It means that they're, the system is able to support these top-level predators. And that being the case, uh, we should say this is, a, this is great. We're, we're happy to see large numbers of sharks. So again, let's talk about some of the things you can do. You can do like I do and uh, help with technology using an app or something like that. You're also not only looking at where sharks have been sighted, you also, as you said, uh, you brought up seals. So here in Cape Cod, you know, they're very much uh, telling you, look, if you're seeing an area in a beach where it's full of seals, that's not a place that you want to be because that's where the sharks are going to be coming. So you got to be aware of that. Um, and then the thing that you can do most is not act in the water sometimes like something that might be in trouble because that's what a shark reacts to, right? When they see the flailing or the motion of, of an, a body in the water that might be in trouble, that's what kind of draws them to that place and see if that's something that they want to investigate. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's right. You know, when you think of how uh, smoothly a seal would move through the water, they're very graceful and streamlined. And, you know, when you compare that to what humans look like, we're, we're flopping around in, you know, this ungainly manner, and we look like something that's been injured. We're not, we're not moving smoothly through the water. And, of course, that wouldn't necessarily attract the attention of these predators who like to take advantage of the weak or injured members of the, of, the, uh, of the group. And so we look like maybe a wounded seal as we're flopping around in there. So, again, if you're in the water, you know, exercise caution. Talk to the lifeguards, see what's been around in terms of uh, shark activities. If there are a bunch of seals in the area, try not to swim there. Find a different beach maybe where you won't be uh, you know, mistaken for one of the other seals. So as we go forward in the summer, you know, those are great tips and advice. What are some things you and other researchers are looking at this summer? Are there certain populations and certain um, breeds and certain uh, species that are, are of notice to you this year? Stephen, uh, some other things that those in the in the, in the world of sharks are looking at here scientifically. Yeah, one of the 
um, species that we're looking at now more than in the past are the black tip sharks. And the reason is these black tips are migrating farther north than they have historically. They are off Long Island, New York uh, in the summertime in good numbers, much more than they ever have uh, been before. And as a result, you have a lot more of these sharks that are uh, hugging the shoreline. These black tips come in right close to the beach, right where the people are. And so you have the potential for a lot more interactions between beachgoers and uh, this particular species of shark. So this is one that we're starting to take a look at as it seems to be extending its range farther north. And that's, uh, it's amazing. We talk with folks from uh, Cornell Lab of Ornithology, the folks that track bird migration, and that migration obviously has been different. We're seeing different patterns in that. And again, this leads to where we are in the, the climate evolution of this con- of the world and the, and the change that we're seeing in the warming and stuff. And so it's allowing that migration. So, yeah, these are amazing things that have real world uh, impacts. And that impact is for me to try to stay safe the next 10 days while I'm up here in Cape Cod. Dr. Stephen Kajiora, it's always good to talk to you. You're always reassuring and give us such great information. Thanks for joining us here this week on Everything Under the Sun. My pleasure. Thank you so much. You can follow Dr. Kajiora on Twitter. His Twitter handle is E-L-A-S-M-O-L-A-B, Elasmolab. And also uh, you can get information from the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy. They have a great website. If you're in Provincetown, they actually have a shark museum right there on McMillan Pier, a nice uh, place to learn about uh, their mission, which is to uh, certainly educate and do research and get the word out. And also they have that Sharktivity app where you can learn more about that. And their website is AtlanticWhiteShark.org. All one word, AtlanticWhiteShark.org. And there you can find the link to the Sharktivity app or look up Sharktivity where you get your app. So that's a wrap on the shark situation. We'll keep a monitoring on that and report any other updates to those stories. When we come back, we'll take a little weather look for the upcoming weekend and week beyond. We'll talk a little bit about my experience at the Macy's Fireworks, which was absolutely incredible, and some thank yous there. And also kind of point you to, as we, again, use this week's podcast as kind of a two-week version, because I'll be on vacation next week, points you to some of the other podcasts that you may want to go back and listen to that have some great information uh, as you navigate the summer. That's what we're doing here in the summer series. We'll be back with our next segment. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Whether you're at home getting ready for work, packing the kids' lunch, or commuting, listen to AccuWeather Daily. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll get the top trending weather story of the day every day. Friends, welcome back into Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. I'm your host, Dean DeVore. Episode 6, which is going to cover a two-week period here as uh, we're coming off of the 4th of July week and uh, the trip to the Macy's fireworks, which we documented last uh, week with uh, executive producer Will Koss. And also want to thank Will and also Orlando Veras, the director of national media at Macy's. Uh, for all the help that they gave me and not only the podcast interview, but when we got on site and uh, helped me and the other folks at our great radio partner in New York City, AccuWeather Station, all new station, 1010 Winds, uh, another great afternoon and evening. Uh, and the weather couldn't have been more perfect. I think uh, that two-day period, Sunday into Monday in New York City, probably the uh, most least, well, the least humid days, I should say, of any July days that I've ever had in New York City was just absolutely fabulous for the fireworks. And that nice weather has uh, continued up here into New England with me. We'll talk about the weather a little bit for the upcoming weekend and week beyond. Um, certainly wanted to thank uh, not only uh, the folks from Macy's, but Winds and Ben Meverack. And I had an amazing time with my uh, co-hosts, uh, Larry Mullins and Susan Richard and Glenn Shuck was out on the boat and Zach Newman and all the other great folks that were there helping put the broadcast on. Thanks so much for that. And uh, we're really looking forward, Joel and I, to doing a little bit of a longer vacation up here in Provincetown, which is where we are at. And certainly that uh, prompted the shark situation uh, and and subject matter for the first segment, the opening Rays of Focus segment this week. Um, in this vein is the fact that we're going um, with this episode lasting a couple of weeks. Maybe wanted to appoint uh, you back to a little, a uh, couple of stories. Wanted to point you back to a couple of stories. And, and I really would like to, folks who haven't heard it to go back and look at our lightning safety awareness episode that was two episodes ago that dropped on June 24th. And we talked about uh, when we recorded that interview on a Wednesday, there had still not been any lightning fatalities in the United States. And then unfortunately, as we're putting that podcast together, that subsequent Thursday, there was the first lightning fatality of a woman who was walking her dog um, in the California area, which, uh, you know, is uh, very rare to have lightning at all in California and certainly uh, a lightning fatality. And then uh, just read this week where there have been at least one more this year, a boating situation. So um, really need to take that into consideration. I know the National Lightning Safety Council has done a great job to reduce the number of lightning deaths uh, over the years, but uh, we're certainly starting to see them as people get active this summer. Uh, The episode before that, I think, is still cogent, especially with the way we hear COVID is still reacting here in Provincetown um, with all the people mixing. There seems to be a a large number of cases that are reported daily. Uh, But again, um, there are ways to mitigate that. And Dr. Brian McDonough has the latest information on that and the information that he shared two weeks ago about monkeypox, which is still in the national news. And uh, we're still hearing more and more cases of it uh, in, in that situation. He's got great information about that. 
And uh, for history buffs, if you want to go back to the episode from June 9th, um, a really great episode with my friend Evan Myers. Um, we'll call him uh, Professor Emeritus here at uh, AccuWeather. He's uh, certainly always been uh, in a long-time role in the past of vice president, chief operating officer, many years on the radio, and a great person to talk about history with. And we talked with Dr. Liz Bentley about um, the greatest forecast maybe ever made, uh, the one that got the folks right in line to get on shore for D-Day back in June uh, so many years ago. So those are just some recent episodes that you might want to check back if you are interested in those subject matters. Uh, we'll come ahead looking forward as we go in the next couple of weeks after my week hiatus. Uh, we'll talk about gardening again, like to get a hurricane season update soon, and all those kinds of things are coming up. Just want to take a quick look at the weather for the upcoming week and the weekend uh, ahead and the week beyond as what we're seeing uh, as what we talked about the last few weeks is this big dome of a ridge of high pressure in the middle of the country, creating that uh, continuation of the heat wave through Texas and up through the Middle Plains. Then around the edges, it's stormy. There's some showers and thunderstorms that will be going from places like Montana all the way east to northern Wisconsin as we go through the weekend. In the southeast, it's going to be active from Little Rock up to Louisville down to Jacksonville. Uh, some showers and thunderstorms there. We're also uh, looking at some dry weather along the west coast. Not uh, particularly hot, so the folks out west get a little bit of a break from the heat, uh, but it will still be dry. And of course, there's tremendous drought conditions there. Wow, a slice of nice. Did I pick the right time to come to New England for vacation? I think this uh, opening weekend of uh, this uh, week that's our normal vacation up here is going to be absolutely spectacular all the way down to about the mid-Atlantic. So if you're southern Jersey, Washington, D.C., Rehoboth, um, all those areas down through the Carolinas and then down the south, unsettled weather as we come into the weekend with some showers and thunderstorms. And as we look ahead... um, you know, we're we're talking about a continuation of that ridge still pumped in the middle of the country, the hot weather there. Uh, it looks like there'll be some tries of, of pushing into warmer air at times over the next week or so into the northeast. But that nice air masses uh, that are coming in kind of from the north-northeast through Canada and kind of the back way, the back doorway from the northeast to New England and keeps the Northeast protected for days that could repeat itself numerous times here in the next couple of weeks, kind of a pattern there. Uh, The areas that will continue to see showers and thunderstorms in the next couple of weeks at at a pretty decent regularity or all the way from the great lakes and down into the Southeast is over that big ridge of high pressure and heat in the middle of the country. We call that kind of the ring of fire is showers and thunderstorms will come from the West and kind of rotate up over that and then come back down in that boundary between the niceness in the northeast and the unsettled and hot weather in the uh, southeast. So that's kind of a look at the weather for the week ahead. Friends, it's uh, been a pleasure. Thanks again to Dr. Stephen Congiora for his help with the uh, shark situation. And check out the Atlantic Shark Conservancy, especially if you're in the northeast. That Sharktivity app is great. Thanks uh, to all of the folks, all of the AccuWeather team members that work so hard every day of the year. 
with our great tools like our AccuWeather app, our AccuWeather network, our AccuWeather Now broadcast that you can get on our AccuWeather.com site and all the great stories and the work that we do with our media partners who are getting uh, Brian Thompson in the morning, the next couple of weeks, and other folks in the afternoon, and then I'll be back on the air on July 18th. We'll have an episode of Everything Under the Sun then. For our executive producers, Ken Prell and Andrew Robb, I'm Dean DeVore. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks after my vacation. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review Everything Under the Sun on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And of course, if you have an idea for a future podcast, just email us at accuweather.podcast at accuweather.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 